When there's conflict, ask yourself, what are we really trying to accomplish? Is it right or wrong? Do I need to have my way? Or is it what's best for the team? Welcome back to Teacher Tales, where we follow one teacher fighting her way through career burnout to find work-life balance and educational bliss, if it still exists. On this episode of Teacher Tales, we learn that where there's growth, there's conflict. With these four truths, you can navigate it with confidence. But first, another tale from your favorite teacher. Megan Rains, a passionate high school history teacher, found herself facing an unexpected challenge within her own team. The conflict arose when a fellow teacher disagreed with Tegan on the approach to a collaborative project aimed at enhancing interdisciplinary learning. Tegan envisioned a project that seamlessly integrated history with literature and art. The goal was to provide students with a holistic understanding of historical events, encouraging them to explore different perspectives through various mediums. Alex, the other teacher, was more keen on a traditional approach. He had reservations about deviating from the conventional curriculum that had worked so well in the past. Concerned about the potential for confusion among students, Alex believed in maintaining a more structured and subject-specific teaching approach. The conflict came to a head during a team meeting where Tegan and Alex presented their contrasting visions. Tensions rose as each passionately defended their perspectives. The once harmonious team now found itself in a situation where collaboration seemed impossible. My fellow teachers in arms, have you ever been in a conflict with someone on your team? Of course you have. Was there a satisfying resolution or was it swept away and never spoken again like it usually is? Recognizing the need for resolution, the team decided to engage in open and constructive dialogue. Tegan and Alex, despite their differences, expressed their underlying motivations and goals for the students. It became evident that both teachers shared a deep commitment to student success but had differing ideas on the most effective approach. During the discussion, Tegan and Alex discovered areas of common ground. They agreed on the importance of fostering critical thinking skills and decided to incorporate elements of both their approaches into the project. This compromise allowed for a more balanced and comprehensive learning experience. As the collaborative project unfolded, it became a testament to the power of diverse teaching perspectives. Students engaged deeply with the material and Tegan and Alex had sparked a creative synergy. This enriched the educational experiences for everyone involved. The conflict had ultimately strengthened their professional relationship. They recognized the value of diverse teaching approaches and the potential for innovation that arises from respectful collaboration. The conflict within the team taught Tegan the importance of open communication, compromise, and finding common ground. It reinforced the idea that while conflicts may arise, they can lead to transformative outcomes 
when approached with a willingness to understand and collaborate. Well, well, well. Conflict has risen its ugly head again. I actually say that facetiously because when conflict arises, it means that someone sees something that isn't right. And oftentimes when we see something that's not right, when we feel like something needs to change, it sparks something within us that wants to change it. And nothing changes without someone feeling like it is their duty to make this happen. So in this example where Tegan and Alex have differing opinions of how to teach this lesson, they are both passionate. They both feel like they're doing it the correct way. And they both feel like what they are doing is the best way to get the results that they're looking for. So honestly, nobody is wrong here. And oftentimes we look at conflict as right and wrong. Who's doing things correctly and who's not. However, I think that the big thing that is important to see here, and this is our first point, is effective communication is key. Tegan's story emphasizes the importance of clear and open communication when dealing with conflicts in a professional setting. Misunderstandings and differences can oftentimes be resolved through honest conversation that promote understanding and collaboration. It's time to work together more than we work apart. Because when you're doing a prep and you have to work with someone else, we can't just do everything one person's way all the time. I mean, unless that's the arrangement, which I've been there before. When I taught English 3 as a long-term sub, I just did whatever my other teacher said. I was like, uh, this is what we're doing. This is what we got planned out. And I was like, cool. Now, obviously, that's a very different situation because it wasn't necessarily my job. But even now, I've been in PDs and meetings with other people around the district that teach the same thing that I teach where they want to do things a certain way, or we all have our own way of doing things. So we've had to come together and write curriculum and put together unit plans and how many days for each each unit. We've all worked together and we've all had to give concessions, myself included. So it's about effective communication, knowing where to give. And sometimes you do have to die on a hill. But most of the time, that's really not the case. Like there are always like places where we can get our way and then some places we can't. Like you have to find out what's important and then being able to vocalize those things and then everybody else just working together. So that brings us to point number two, where learning from differences encourages growth. Tegan's experience underscores the idea that Conflicts, when approached with a growth mindset, can lead to personal and professional development. When you embrace these differences, learning from them and finding common ground can foster stronger, more cohesive teams. So as these things come up and you work through them, it only brings the team together more. You start to 
know how to approach people more when there's conflict. Because you go, well, I did it this way that time. I don't want Susie to blow up on me again. So maybe I need to approach this a little differently because I know the result of this kind of communication or this kind of approach. So as you have conflict, your team grows. And typically you will grow stronger as you learn how to work through that conflict with each person. The bigger your team is, the harder this can be. Again, I talked to, I'll talk about my experience with my team. It's about uh, 15, I think 15 or 17 of us across the district that all teach the same thing. So you can imagine when you have, even if you have like three or four strong personalities, which we honestly have more, there's going to be some differing opinions. But as we've worked through our differences throughout the years, because most of us have been there for quite a while at this point, you become a stronger team and you start to see these conflicts as areas for, for growth, opportunities to get closer and see each other in a different light and to find more common ground and foster stronger relationships throughout the team. So these differences encourage growth and taking advantage of those differences and those opportunities is very important if you want to be a good team. Now, when conflict happens, this brings us to number three, you have to build mediation into the structure of your team. So sometimes that looks like, okay, let's take a vote. Sometimes that looks like breaking up a unit or breaking up a a curriculum and going, okay, these three people, y'all have unit one. These three people, y'all have unit two. Y'all have unit three, so on and so forth, which is how we've handled conflicts when it comes to putting together the curriculum. Um, but finding a way within your team to mediate these things whenever they do arise creates a more proactive plan, a more proactive approach so that when conflicts do happen, you're not just scrambling and arguing and people just taking sides because when that happens now our team is not cohesive we're not coming together we're not doing things to help each other now we're working in silos I'll work over here I'll do my thing you work over there you do your thing instead of bringing all of the work together once it's finished and then you can kind of tweak from there but you have to build that mediation into the structure of your team so that you can always lead to a resolution some way, somehow. The last point here, conflict resolution skills are so valuable. People who understand how to compromise, people who understand uh, how to find common ground, and then be able to know when to give, like knowing when to budge, knowing what things you really care about, and then being able to express those things is very important. So conflict resolution skills, somebody has to have them. And this goes with great communication skills. This goes with building that mediation into your structure. So having those conflict resolution skills, super helpful. So in the educational context, teachers and staff members or just other teachers together Equipped with effective conflict resolution strategies, 
contribute to a more harmonious workplace, ultimately benefiting both educators and students, because that's what we're all really here to do, create the best environment for the other people that we work with, as well as the students. I'm not going to leave us out because oftentimes it's like, it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids. I firmly, I firmly believe that it's about every person in the building. Teachers, custodians, uh, counselors, principals, we all have to be on the same page in order to reach the goals that we want to reach. So the conflict resolution skills are very valuable. And sometimes you just got to have that person or two that's able to mediate, that's able to find a common ground for each person or find a common ground for the group and then work from there. So to recap. Effective communication is key number one. If you're not able to effectively express your concerns and what is going on, then there's never a way that we can resolve any conflict. So effective communication is key, number one. Number two, learning from the differences of each other encourages growth. Because we don't see things the same way, we can take all these perspectives, roll them up into one, and have this amazing team with these great learning experiences, and we can offer valuable resolutions to one another. Number three, build in mediation for your team. You have to have a structure in place so that when conflict arises, we know exactly how we're going to solve it. We have a step one, two, three, four, five, or however many steps you need. And then we can come to a resolution. When you build the structure into your team, we're not guessing, we're doing less arguing, and we're finding more solutions. And lastly, conflict resolution skills are valuable. And this oftentimes looks like having a mediator that can find a common ground, that can discuss the different options with everyone and really lead the charge into finding those resolutions. So with that being said, that is our episode for today. Of course, I'll have someone on, another teacher, to talk about these things in detail. I think that's going to be Sparkle this week. Super fun episode. But until next time, keep teaching Keep learning, and I will see you all on the next journey.